episode 24, A Decent Sales Process. Welcome to Monday Motivation. My name is Dickie Armour. I run a few different online businesses focused on domain names, funky cool email services, and brand licensing. I'm an author and a keynote speaker. I love life, I love people, and I love helping people. It's what drives me. Each week, I bring you motivation, inspiration, and business advice to help you make huge improvements to your business, your happiness, your success, and your life overall. Thanks so much for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Let's get started. Sales is often thought of as a dirty word. It conjures up images of snake oil salesmen in cheap suits or double glazing salespeople who won't leave your home until you write out that check. But in any business, sales are crucial. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that they are the lifeblood of your business. Without sales, you don't get any income. No income results in cash flow problems, and that's a really slippery slope. I want to explain how you can start following a pretty simple sales process to give you the best chance of winning more business from new customers and also from your existing customers. Which industries do you want to work with? The nice thing here is you get to choose. Too many business owners think that they can do business with anyone and that anyone would be a perfect customer or client for them. But I think when starting out or when embarking on a new sales campaign, you should begin by targeting a couple of key industries. If you've been in business for a while, then the best method of deciding this is to look at your current clients. Who are the ones you enjoy doing business with? Do you have a few clients from one particular industry? If you discover you do, then choose that industry. If you're just setting up your business or it's still a pretty new one, then you get to choose. You know the benefits that your products and services will give potential customers. You know which industries would be good to target. Follow your gut instinct. So now that you know which industries you're going to focus on, choose one. Whatever that industry is, we're now going to find the key decision maker or makers in the companies in that sector. So you need to make a list of companies in that industry. Don't worry too much about size of company at this stage. You can fine-tune your process as you go. This is where you become an internet detective. Let me explain. We're launching a brand protection side to our domain name business, so I'm looking for loads of leads in readiness for this. I'd normally do a search via Google for businesses in an industry. For example, one industry I'm targeting is digital marketing agencies. So you guessed it, I typed digital marketing agency into Google and I got over 20 million results. But the first page was very helpful. There were three Google AdWord adverts at the top and one of them was for a company called Upper Dog. I did a quick check on who owns the domain name and where it's hosted, and bingo. It's with a general UK registrar, and that tells me that they're not protecting their online brand properly. Perfect. A further drill down, doing some clever internet detective work, and I see they represent some huge brands. Now, if I'm careful in my approach, and I make a good first impression with them when I get in contact, it might lead to some further conversations about how we can help not just them, but some of their customers too. I then refine the search to include an area. For example, I'm based in Bristol in the UK, so I searched for Digital Marketing Agency Bristol and I got nearly 960,000 results. 
This time I selected one agency from the map listing called Noisy Little Monkey. And really bizarrely, on a further search, I realised that they're a client of ours already. We have over 140,000 domain name customers, and so of course I can't possibly know who they all are. So that's a great one, as I don't need to do any further research to find out who the key decision maker is. I've got their contact details on our system already. I then add these to my growing list on Salesforce. If you don't use a CRM system, you must. If you want to know more about CRM systems, drop me an email to dickie at armor.marketing. Dickie at armor.marketing, and I'll be happy to help you. I would suggest a list of between 20 and 30 companies is a good number to get started with. Now that you have your list of companies, we're going to use Google and LinkedIn to find the movers and shakers in those businesses. So you need to know or have an idea of who the key decision maker is likely to be in those companies. So for digital marketing agencies, I want to speak to the owner or managing director or perhaps an account director. Thankfully, Google has made this very easy for us. I can't imagine how people would have done this in the days before the internet with the good old yellow pages. Can you imagine? So go to Google and search for the name of the company and the title of the person who you're looking for. So in my example, Managing Director, Upper Dog. And the seventh result on Google gives me the exact woman I need, Zara Woods. And I got that from a magazine article. And then I can see on the fourth result, her LinkedIn profile. Boom! So now I have the key decision maker's name and all her relevant contact details. And I then take the time to read the magazine article too, and that way I might find some nuggets of goodness about Zara Woods that I can use on our call when I get round to ringing her. Do the same for the companies you want to do business with. You need to know who the key decision maker is going to be. I also recommend finding the CEO or managing director. Just continue this process. After I find each contact, I add them into Salesforce, and then I do some more digging into each person. As I said, Google is amazing. Now you have their name, enter it into Google and see what comes up. Another one of mine, I found a great bio listing on the company website which tells me she's an avid runner and I found a video interview with her on YouTube. I know she's married with two children and their favourite holiday destination is the Algarve in Portugal. So spend some time building up a picture from your internet detective work so when it comes to calling them or emailing them you have some things to help build rapport with them. And now the exciting bit. Well, exciting or scary, depending who you are. But the bit where we attempt to get in touch with our new prospects. I always choose between email and phoning, depending who the contact is. For the digital agencies, most of them are in the UK, so I'll just ring them. Hi, is John Smith there, please? Who's calling? It's Dickie. I'll try and put you through. Now note here that I only give my first name. I don't mention my company name. This infers that he'll know who I am. Uh, hello, it's John. Hi John, good to speak to you. My name's Dickie, Dickie Armour. I've just been watching your video on YouTube of the brilliant talk you gave at the Blankety Blank event in Bristol about creating a strong brand online. I really loved it. When you get a new customer coming to you, what aspects of digital marketing do you help them with? Note here that I begin by giving the decision maker a nice big compliment and then I ask a fairly open question about his or her business. They'll like the compliment and they'll feel compelled to answer my question because people love talking about themselves and their business. 
Also note, I've not told him why I'm calling. I want to get into a conversation first before I show my hand. The only aim of this first call is to get a meeting. I'm targeting local businesses first, and as they're in the same city as me, it makes it much easier and more likely that they'll agree to meet up with me. If your target companies and key decision makers are not as local, you'll still need to call them, but I would begin perhaps with an email or send them an in-mail via LinkedIn. An in-mail is like a normal email but sent via the actual LinkedIn system. With your LinkedIn account, you will be able to send a number of in-mails each month and they're usually a great way of getting through to the person. I always try and keep the in-mail or email light and upbeat and not too professional. Hi David, I've just been watching a video of the talk you gave in Bristol. I loved your idea about creating a strong online brand. My business offers online brand protection services to small to medium-sized businesses. We've been working with a few digital marketing agencies and their customers to help them keep their online brands safe and secure. I'm in Bristol next week and would love to buy you a coffee to discuss your business and to hear about how you help your customers. Are you free on either Tuesday or Wednesday next week? I promise you it won't be a waste of your time. Warm regards, Dickie. Then it's all in the follow-up. I talk about this in more detail next time in episode 25. You must follow up. The follow-up is so important. Here is my mini process which I use for my follow-up. One, email the information. Two days later, call them on the phone or Skype. Three days later, email again. Three days later, call them. Five days later, post them a letter or postcard. Three days later, call to check that they got the letter or postcard. Three days later, rinse and repeat. And keep going. And from time to time, find reasons and excuses to keep in touch. In between these follow-ups, I always try to find new or interesting things that are relevant to the company and or person who I'm trying to get in touch with. For example, the guy at Manchester United who I'm trying to do a deal with told me on one of our phone calls that he was going to be away on holiday in San Sebastian in Spain. So I put a reminder in my calendar for four days before he was going on his holiday. I did some research online and I found a list of some of the nicest restaurants in San Sebastian. I emailed him the list and wished him a happy holiday. I met him in October at the brand licensing show and he shook my hand, thanked me with a huge grin for taking the time to email the list of restaurants. He and his family had tried a couple and he told me they were great. Now I've not got the deal done yet, but he won't forget me in a while and he'll always think kindly of me because I went that extra step. This week, start finding those people you'd love to do business with and get tracking them down online and start getting in touch with them. You can follow a very similar process with your existing customer base. Obviously, you won't need to search for their details, but start by thinking about a special new offer or product or service that they could buy from you. And then just follow the nine-step follow-up process. And if you already have a list of prospects, then you won't need to bother searching via Google or LinkedIn. You can just start following my nine-step follow-up process. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my Monday Motivation Podcast. Please do me a huge favor. Please go to iTunes and leave me a review and let me and others know what you think. I'd really appreciate it. You can connect with me everywhere on social media. I'm lucky with a name like mine. Just search for Dickie Armour and you'll find me. You can check out the links in the show notes too. Until next time, take care and thank you so much for listening. Dare to dream big dreams and go out and make it happen today and every day. Music